Today in our episode, we are talking about transitions. Listen, we all experience transitions. Today we're gonna share about the ones we are walking through right now, how we respond as parents, how we respond as human beings, but ultimately how we find our hope in God as we walk through all the different transitions of our lives. Hi, and welcome to our next episode of It's Okay Not To Be Okay. Today, we are talking about transitions. And man, am I going through it. I got a girl who graduated eighth grade from St. Luke's, heads to high school, and yesterday, my son got his learner's permit. So good thing we're talking about this, Laura, in the thick of it, because I am I am feeling the weight of transitions. But I think we planned this for summer, because summer is all about transitions. So just quickly off the top of your head, Laura, what transitions you've got going on in life right now? Mine are a little bit similar to yours, but I still get to hang on to my kids a little bit longer, but Christian goes to kindergarten next year and I'm not ready to, I'm not ready for that. The whole like five days long. Cause he's in school just till one 30. I don't know. There's just something big. And then it's just like, that begins like school for the rest of your life. Preschool is like fun. I'm not saying kindergarten will be fun, but it just, it's just, it's different, different. Yeah. And we're in the middle of house hunting. So that's just a different transition too, of like, we need a more space and I don't, there's transitions all the time. When I like stop and really think about life, you're always transitioning. I feel like. Well, and just like your transition from like your schedule, right. From like a school Mm -hmm. schedule to a summer schedule, that's been like kicking my butt lately. And so just any type of change, I think transitions can be. I don't know. They can be fun, but then they can totally be difficult. I was thinking too, KK is about to finish up volleyball season in the next couple of weeks. And that'll be a transition to a new team. McKenna too. She joined a new team for this last tournament. So there's just always things that you're trying to, I don't know, walk through and figure out. And when we, when we think about transitions for the school year, like teachers have just said goodbye to their classes They're you know, in their transition for summer, and then they're going to welcome a new class. Like we go through transitions all the time in life. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest transitions you think that you've experienced in your life? If you had to like rank your top five life-changing transitions, what would they so, be? I always think moving out of my house and going to college, like that's probably one of my bigger transitions. Um, then getting married, right. And like sharing your life with somebody, um, And then having kids going from one kid to two kids was insane. And then from two to three, I don't know, that was probably a little bit easier because I knew what was coming, but one to two was like, I remember that being crazy. Um, And then most recently going to like having kids that needed me for things to kids that don't like me for anything (laughs) when you have teenagers. (laughs) Um, so I think those would be my bigger transitions. And I think one of the other ones um, is watching your parents age. That's a, that's a huge transition that I've walked with people through in life. And I'm getting to that place Mm -hmm. too, with my parents. I think that's a big one too. They probably don't want to hear that, but it definitely is. Yeah. You like reach a point in your life. You reach a point in your life where like people 
there's a certain age group that is just affected with a lot more sickness or like you get to your age where like grandparents are passing away. And I mean, it's part of life, but it doesn't make it any easier necessarily. But yeah, I didn't really think about that transition. Um, I would say college too. Um, I mean, if I really dug deep, like even transitioning into high school is probably difficult because I was the only kid for my Lutheran elementary school that went to the big Lutheran high school. So I didn't really know anyone. So that was probably a huge transition. And then college, um, moving, I, once I graduated college, I moved to Michigan for a year on my own. That was a huge mm-hmm. transition. Cause I didn't know, li- I literally did not know anyone there. So that was big. And that was huge for me getting married, especially when David and I did long distance for our whole entire relationship. And then all of a sudden we're like, wow, we're together. And then you're in the same state. That's a, big transition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big transition, <laughs> but we've made it. Um, yeah, I agree with you on having the kids. It's just like crazy how one kid just completely changes your life. Like you can say it not when, before we had kids, but like, I don't remember that time really. And Christian yeah. is turning six. So it's not like it was that long ago, but like your focal point totally changes to your kids. And then, yeah, the kid going from one to two was crazy for me. And that's why we're done with two children. <laughs> that's why you're not going from two to three. <laughs> Kudos <laughs> to you. Um, but I would also say jobs, just I've transitioned between like, yeah. I went from being a teacher to working at the college church. to so like my various roles at Lutheran counseling services, and those are all just transitions that you have to like process through and how they like change just your lifestyle. Like teaching is like an all day, every day kind of thing. The college church was like, okay, I got to find something to do today because most of my stuff is at night. And then LCS is like just a lot of flexibility, but also like managing your schedule when it's not like, I don't have a nine to five job, but I still have work work to do and just scheduling it all. But that was a yeah, transition so. for me becoming director here because I remember, I remember being like, oh, well, who do I call for that? Oh, that would be you, Megan. Like uh, <laughs> you make that decision. Like, dang it. I didn't you are the do boss. That. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny too, how like your habits just change. I remember when I like we switched offices here. It took me forever to like come in the door and turn right instead of turning left to go to my old office. And so you just get so into your routines that when you have a transition, you have to kind of establish new routines and things like that. Like we and I, we were talking before we went live, my kids, I don't have to take them anywhere over the summer, right? In the mornings, like I should get to work early. It should be easy. No, why? I don't know. I spend way too much more time doing things that I never had time to do before when I'm trying to rush out the door and I'm, I still end up here late. So yeah, it's just <laughs> establishing new routines sometimes for the short mm-hmm. all that summer is, I guess, but well, yeah. and you think about it too, with like kids, how just within like a day, like these, all these transitions, their life totally changes. Like they're going to school all day, every day, except for like the weekends. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden they're home all the time. And you have to figure out things to do. Or like, I know that it's kind of an interesting with Christian. He is a very like people person. He likes to be active. He likes to be doing things with people. So being home it's, it's, he's getting there, but it's been a little bit of a struggle because he's constantly play with me, do this with me, do this with me. And I have this like mom guilt of like, I don't have time to do this. <laughs> like, I am not used to you being home all day, but like, I had to extend grace because that's weird for him. He was used to going to school for five hours, Monday through Friday. And now all of a sudden he's home. He's not. Yeah. And if we don't and have like not family as much in town, social, 
Yeah, there's yeah. not much social interaction for him. Yeah. Well, and I think that's true, like with McKenna, because she's still younger and I have two teenagers and McKenna and it's that piece of like, she needs to talk with her friends. She needs to, you know, interact with her peers. And so you have to plan for that and make that a priority. Now, technology helps that a ton. I'm not going to lie. You know, she's on with her friends a lot. And then all of a sudden they're asking to do things. And so, but it's weird because our schedules don't change. Like Matt and I are still going to work, but we Mm -hmm. come home and we forget, oh, they've been home. We need to do something different in the evening where in the past they would have kind of been worn out. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's harder on kids to transition. I, I think when we, and we used to do a lot more here at LCS is that for that transition is helping parents understand like kids transitioning from school to summer is difficult. Um, and they, they have a lot of goodbyes they have to say, and there's like, they're mourning that loss of not having those engagements all summer long with their same friends. And then they turn around and they go back to something new and we start kids into something new, like every single year where mm-hmm. us as adults don't quite have to do that anymore. So it's important to understand like the emotions and stuff that come with transitions too. And just recognizing how many little losses they have along the way towards the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if they go back and they have like a whole new class and a whole new teacher and they get allowed to do different activities, I don't think transitions get easier. Maybe you can no. handle your emotions, but just like I think about even, you know, Christian going to kindergarten or like if we find a house, like it's exciting, but also at the same time, it's scary. So it's like, you want the transition, but you're like, this is totally going to change our life. And it's going to be like, what we be able to handle it and what will it look like? And you almost have to get to the other end of the transition to realize that you're okay. But the, I think the, what leads up to transition is hard and the beginning of the transition is hard. Well, and I think like, we don't always allow for us to have emotions about it. Like we should, I think sometimes the expectation is, well, you knew this was coming. So, you know, but like Mm -hmm. when, especially in kids, like for them to have big emotions about it is actually normal. And sometimes we want to, I don't know, downplay that a little bit, or I think teachers do a really good job at having closing activities and giving space to say goodbye. Like if you move houses, like you're going to have to have you know, you're going to have to have some time for them to say goodbye to their bedrooms and goodbye to the porch you build on the back or, you know, just like we Mm -hmm. have to allow for those routines. When, when my husband and I first started dating, he is completely attached to cars. And so his car broke down and he had to like turn it in and get a new car. And it was this whole thing of him saying goodbye to this car. And to me, when I was, I don't know, younger and stupid. I was like, this is ridiculous. But for him, there was such an attachment and like, that's a routine getting a new car. Like that's a transition because you like people live in their cars right now. So I just think we have to think about it more and the emotions that come with it. I kind of chuckled at them then, but now it makes sense to me how we can get attached to those patterns and have mm-hmm. to go through a transition, even when getting a new car. And that probably plays back to like self-awareness of just how everyone handles transitions. You and I during a transition are probably very vocal. Like we're going to talk about it. There's just when something big is happening, I'm sure I repeat everything to David a lot because that's just the way I process things. I want to think out loud. I want someone to understand what I'm feeling. Whereas like he is more, he removes himself and he just needs that time alone to process or like just has a harder time 
letting go of something or he, he just thinks in a different way than I do. And I think that's important to understand. And like kids, they can't understand, like, I'm sad that I'm leaving my friends, but I'm excited for this. They don't know how to express emotions. So there could be a lot more like meltdowns or disobedience or frustrations. Like we're three weeks into summer and I'm like, I might pull my hair out. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a big deal for you. You have a lot, like we had, we just had family in town and then they left. That's a transition. <laughs> like yep. you just had all these people move into your house and all of a sudden they're all gone. That <laughs> it gets a lot. But isn't it crazy how we as probably like parents and even just as humans want to make it all happy. Like when you, like you in the school year, you're like, oh, we're so proud of you. You did so well. Like you'll see them again next year. It'll be okay. Like we just want to. I don't know. Like we just want to brush it under the rug or make it smooth or make it all happy instead of allow for the big emotions. And I think that's what we have to just be able to do more and more is Mm -hmm. allow for the big emotions that come Mm -hmm. with it because they're losses. Like they're losing Mm -hmm. their friends for two months. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to let them experience what they're experiencing. It's whenever we have people leave, um, Christian just loves people. And so no matter who it is, like whether it's my parents or like friends that come into town, whenever they leave, it takes them like three seconds to process what happened, maybe like three seconds to three minutes. And like, he just cries no matter who it is. And it just like, that's just who he is. He gets gets so attached. And instead of, I've learned that it really doesn't help at times just be like, it's okay. Let's reflect on all the fun we had. I just sit there and I hold him and I let him cry because it is hard. And I'm like, I know, bud, it's hard that people leave and it's hard that we have to say goodbye. And it's hard that you have to wait to see them again. And we just sit and we cry and he just has to do that. I I know that like, it's going to hit him within moments after they leave. Like he has to process what's happened (laughs) and I just sit and snuggle and. And that's the best thing to do. Not to, not to like placate the bad emotions or the, I don't know what people would say negative emotions, but allow it, right. Like allow you to be sad, like allowing Matt to be sad about not having this car anymore and having to get a new car or whatever, or, um, you know, go through the memories. Like, I love it that they do yearbooks at the end of the school year, because I think that's another way, especially KK when she was graduating, you know, everybody signs each other's yearbooks. You would go back over and see what everybody wrote. And, um, it's just, a. I don't know. It's just a, a routine or like a way to kind of memorialize what that was and, and a way to say goodbye. Um, so we have to have those in place for things that, that go mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think adults do very well Mm-mm. processing that it's more like, okay, this is the next step. Let's get there. And you don't take time to just think about what just happened in your life and reflect on like, the past and what the future holds and all that kind of stuff. We just move on or we brush our emotions aside and don't want to talk about them. And I don't think that helps in transitions. That probably makes it more difficult as you, right. I keep saying transition, migrate, change, move to the next phase or whatever you're going to. I even think too, like I watched it happen. Um, St. Luke's had VBS last week, I think. Yeah. Last week. And um, like KK helped out, McKenna went and I picked up on that last day and we were there for like 20 more minutes because I have to go say goodbye to so-and-so I have to go say goodbye. I have to give them a hug. And I wanted to be like, you're going to see them next week. Like we're not, this isn't an ending, but for that type of piece for like vacation Bible school, there's so much energy. And I don't know, just 
enthusiasm and bonding. And when that week is over, you want to say goodbye, remember yeah. how great this week was and, and move on. So there's even those little tiny transitions, you know, that go on within that, that are, I don't know, they're just important to honor. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting when I sent this out to like our therapists of offer your input on transitions, they, and you asked for client stories. And a lot of them said like, basically every client that's coming into my office is going through a transition. And you don't like, think about that until you take a step back and be like, yeah, every day is almost a transition in and of itself, just with different schedules and different routines. But a lot of like, I think what brings people into our office is, I mean, that's what brought me into a mental health office first was a big transition. I didn't want it. I wasn't going to teach anymore. And that scared me. I didn't know how to handle it, but it was just interesting how a lot of them were like, uh, like all of our clients, everybody transition. <laughs> like, how do you want me to make a story? Everybody <laughs> experiences this in life, but they're big, you know, they're big or little, or they, I don't know, they weigh heavily on other people than they do, you know, on some. So mm-hmm. I think people respond to it differently. I think always when we talk about transitions, I always think, Rick in our office has this presentation he always does. And he relates transitions to the Israelites wandering in the desert, you know, or in the wilderness and like to understand that it, you don't just have an ending and a, another beginning. Like there is this time of like, we're talking about like big emotions and, and feeling a little lost and not knowing what to do next. And those pieces and that the more we can say that that is there, then the more normal it seems when we feel it and experience it. And so I think those are big things that we have to recognize that go on like every single day in our lives. Yeah. What has helped you get through transitions? Like when you think of like the big transitions, what do you feel like has helped you process them or cope? Is that an intense, is that a therapeutic word? Cope. (laughs) Cope is a therapeutic word. Um, I don't know. I think it is like just recognizing that it's gone on. Right. And so again, I can be one who likes to bulldoze through things and just charge ahead and get it done and do what needs to happen, but to recognize that we're in the middle of a transition. So yesterday my son turned 15 and I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. We're going to get your driver's license. Like we're going to have lunch together. I'm going to get a picture of you. You know, it'll be fun. No, it was not fun. It was not, it was just stressful. And I was irritated. And when I look back over yesterday, like that was the big transition for him and for me. Um, and it's just another step in him growing. And so when I bulldoze ahead and I don't recognize the emotions that come with it. And I was like texting my husband. I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm so annoyed. Like I'm so mad at him and his birthday. And I shouldn't be mad at him on his birthday. And Matt responds of, well, he's probably anxious about this and, you know, here could be the reasons and that. So it helped calm me down when I just recognized how big the transition was um, and that I'm going to be irritated. He's going to be anxious and to just say it out loud. And that was going to be fine. Um, And so I, I think what helps me is when I say, this is what's going on. And this is why, you know, I'm anxious, but instead of just saying it like that, of course I make like some stupid ass joke about it. Like, Oh, it didn't take my anxiety meds or something. Why can't I just say, you know, I'm feeling anxious because this is a huge step, but no, I'm a sarcastic person and I have to make a dumb joke about it. So when I can step back and say, this is what I'm feeling because it's a big transition, 
I usually will cope a little bit better with it and better meaning like I'm just owning the emotions instead of trying to make a joke or Mm -hmm. be more lighthearted. So taking the time to process it, I don't feel like a lot of people do that now, even, um, we've been talking, it just seems like to be popping up a lot in my life of just the fast pace of the world around us. And we're just so used to just instant gratification. And so I don't think we really take the time. You just go from boom, boom, boom. Like, okay, you graduated preschool. Let's go into kindergarten. Let's go. It's mm-hmm. like, you just, you just go through the motions and you don't take the time. Cause it's just not normal to sit with your feelings and your emotions and your life. Cause who has the time to do that? But when you do have the time to do that, I think like you're taking better care of yourself and just prepares you for things that are, I don't almost out of like the transitions that are out of your control. We did this. It kind of relates. We've wrapped up like our, we're still doing it. Are we wrapped up our Bible study? (laughs) Your five week Bible study that you've been doing for four months now. (laughs) We we finished it. Um, But he was talking about. You should have a party. (laughs) It was so good though. I almost want to buy his book. Um, he was talking about how to be intentional with slowing down. And he was like, I challenge you this week to like, choose, choose something like choose the longest line in the grocery store and wait in it. And don't get on your phone to distract yourself. You just wait because he was like, that will prepare you later on down the road when you have situations that are out of your control and you have to wait. And while some transitions are very like Micah woke up yesterday, he was 15. He could go get his driver's permit. Like you knew it was coming for a long time, but it was pretty instantaneous. Whereas like other transitions, like house hunting, we've been doing it for a while. Like we know we're kind of like in the limbo, like doing it, Mm -hmm. but it's in this waiting period of like, do we stay in this house? Do we move? Like what? It's out of our control. But if you take the time to like, this is probably way off topic, but it kind of relates of just slowing down and thinking about really what you're really, what you're going through in life is super important to be able to handle transitions instead of just trying to be like, okay, yep. He's 15. He got his driver's permit. Like on to the next thing, check, check, check. Like that's big for you. Like your kid's getting older, like in a year, he'll be driving on his own. That's more independent. Okay. Slow down there, chick. Calm down. Don't go, don't go that far ahead on me. Prepping you for the next transition. (laughs) I think it's funny though, because our kids, like, I think our kids feel the emotion. And so if we don't slow down to recognize it, something boils up that makes us pause. Does that make sense? Like, so yesterday when we got in an argument, like that boiled up and I'm like, in the middle of an argument, I'll be like, what is my problem? Like I'll, I'll kind of self-reflect a little bit more after I blame him, <laughs> like everybody is. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, and it, especially when our kids are younger, like your kids, like they will just express their emotions out loud more than we as adults do. And so if we're not dealing with it on a regular basis, I feel like something like that will bubble up. That'll force us to be like, Oh, this was difficult for you. Oh, this is difficult for me too. Um, because we're not really good at slowing down or taking the time to reflect on what's going Mm -hmm. on around us. It's not kind of, it's just that bulldozer ahead thing that I always do. Well, and even you just saying that right now of like saying to your kid, that was difficult for you. This difficult for me, I being transparent with your kids or even like other people in your life, your spouse, your friends is huge because it gives them the open door to be transparent too. Like, I feel like kids as they get older, maybe try and process things on their own. Cause they don't know if it's normal. If they don't, I, I had another friend share, like her daughter was like just feeling really angry and she didn't know what to do with it. And then finally like let it all out. And her mom was like, 
dude, there's anger issues in our family. Like I struggled with it. Your grandpa struck, like you got, and it just made it, everyone feel a lot better. They could understand each other more, but it just kind of like, we just keep all these like big emotions that are brought about mm-hmm. tra- by transitions, whether it's like going through puberty. I don't, there's just so much that you could go through, but we just try and like, is this normal? Is it not normal? Like, should I be feeling this way? Do I not feel this way? And we just, we don't talk about it or we're just like, okay, on to the next thing. Well, and I feel like with some kids, you have to talk about it. Like with KK, her and I can probably just have like an outright conversation about it. With Mike, it's a little different. I have to lead with like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really anxious about you getting your driver's license, like all this kind of stuff. And he'll be like, well, that's dumb. You know, (laughs) he won't just straight out probably have that talk, but he'll wrap back around to me later on and we'll have like another conversation. So you have to sometimes go with the flow of how your child's personality is because they're not always ready to talk when you are. And I think that's a really important thing to be aware of and honor at times. Um, cause like with my older one and my youngest one, I'll usually get that explosiveness right back and they'll wrap back around to me later. Um, and, and it's just knowing your child and, and respecting that they need that space where KK is more kind of an out loud processor and we get to talk about it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that just with transitions, just even having just good, solid friends and family that can just mm-hmm. walk alongside you or people. I think one of the therapists um, put something like for our tips of just find people that are going through similar transitions. Yeah. So I'm sure it's helpful for you. Like you gravitate, I think, as you get like go through life to people that are in similar situations as you. So like the, your go-to friends are ones that like have kids the same age who are going through the same emotions or struggles or whatever, like the terrible twos or threes or whatever. It's just kind of like, let's relate to each other because I understand you and you understand me. And it's, it's important. I don't, I don't think it's maybe healthy always to go through transitions alone. Maybe some people like to, if you're an introvert, maybe you like to, but I don't know. If that's, but I guess you could tell me if I'm wrong or not, but even if you're introverted, it's probably still good to have someone to like help you yeah. through it. Well, I feel like people can get way out of balance or, or just you can get stuck in your own thoughts if you're so introverted and you don't bounce your thoughts off of other people. Like, does that make sense? So like, I remember the last week of school at St. Luke's KK was just all over the place and she was frustrating me so much. And I sent a text to my friend and I was like, oh my goodness, this child. And she's like, Megan, like she's saying goodbye. She's going through a lot. Like you got to give her a little bit more grace. Um, she's like, I'm seeing the same thing with my daughter. And I was like, okay, that, that helped me right. To like have a Mm -hmm. balance. And so if we never kind of say this is our thought, or this is our struggle, then we don't have anybody else to bounce it off of. Then I don't know. We can kind of get conceited and think that you're always right. Or that your thought process is correct when it might not be. Um, so through, I think those difficult times we have to just bounce it off of other people going through similar experiences. I know you and I have done that a lot, like, especially Mm -hmm. with younger kids or I don't know, just with husbands or family members, like, tell me if I'm crazy or tell me if this would annoy you. And, and you have to have that person that's just not always going to agree with you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. that I don't like have friends that always agree with me. It's kind of not genuine. Yeah. You're not one of those. Don't worry. It's, it's frustrating when they don't, but <laughs> right. <laughs> when they but tell then you, you know wrong. that they really love you. <laughs> That's true. 
I thought another interesting thing that I noticed with um, the tips, and I think it's a good one, is just when you're going through a transition to find that little piece of normalcy. So whether it be like in during the summer of just can trying to continue with the habit of waking up and doing my devotions. And like, even though the kids are with me all day, just having that little piece of normalcy and routine might help me get through like that transition of summer a little bit more easily, or I don't, and like bigger transitions, just finding, even if it's just like an hour of a day or just a little bit of your day, just something that is similar to help you cope. The devotions one is my normalcy throughout, um, throughout the summer for sure. Cause I, I wake up and I still do that normal routine and we've given ourselves a little grace not to do it over the weekend. So that's <laughs> been so helpful for me. Um, but yeah, that, that actually has been my normalcy. I find like getting up, I have a routine and then going to bed, I have a routine and that helps me no matter if those times shift, I'm still doing the same things that that's been super helpful mm-hmm. for me. And yeah. I just have to remember to do it when I travel. I don't know why when I travel, I lose all sense of normalcy. Dude, I didn't, it wasn't even traveling. I just had family in town, but when you don't like when there's people in your space and all that kind of, it just is different. And I'm like way behind. I tried, I brought it with me. I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. This, this, this trip, this transition, I'm going to do it. I didn't do it. I'm it's only okay. a few days behind. Still you. <laughs> I think that's the other consistent piece we could like probably wrap it up with is that no matter what transition you're going through, God's there. Like he's your routine and he's going to be your constant through it. And I, our devotion, okay, not our devotion, the devotion I did this morning because I'm behind kind of touched on that, that like, no matter what you're going through, God's still going to seek you out and he's going to be there for you. What? Cause it was talking about, this might be far-fetched too. Maybe that's just my theme for the day. He was talking about the woman at the well or the, she was mm-hmm. talking our devotion and how God approached her and how so often we go to wells that like don't fill us up or they don't, they may temporarily fill us up. And there, that could be a thing that we do during transitions is just trying to find something to help us temporarily to get through it. And that could be helpful, but in the end of the day, like God's the one that's going to get you through any sort of transition you're going through. Surefire. Well, and I think the same thing was true with the devotion we are supposed to be on today. (laughs) So (laughs) I'll spoil it for you, but it's that whole statement. And I've always been drawn to um, the verses in the Bible where it says, but God, So it was talking about how like you will stumble and fall, but God will be there to pick you up and how on any of your shortcomings or any of the things that you experience that God expects you to struggle with. Like that was my kind of realization this morning of God doesn't expect me to walk this life. Perfect. Like he expects that I will stumble, but God comes behind me and already has a plan for that. So even like through transitions, but God is there to like fill in those gaps or even like open our eyes to the fact that like, you're not dealing with these big emotions that are coming on through transitions. Um, so I think that's an important piece too. And I just, when I saw that you put that on our list for the day, Jesus walked so many transitions in the Bible. Like the Bible is full of transitions. Um, and sometimes those happen in like three short days or sometimes where they just waited and waited for the Holy spirit to come. So, I mean, I think there's a great example in the Bible of how people struggled through transitions, but God was consistent, you know, through them. No, I don't, I don't know how you top that just to be like <laughs> the end mic drop <laughs> mic drop. Well, I, I think I would say like a couple of wrap up thoughts of 
be aware when you and your children are going through transitions, be aware and make room for the emotions. Like, I think one of the best things you shared was I just let Christian cry. Cause he said, so I just let him cry. I don't try to fix it. I don't try to solve it. I don't try to make a joke out of it. I just let him cry. And I got, I have got to do that more. I just have to do that more in my own personal life for sure. Cry. Yeah. Or let cry, cry and let people, <laughs> no, that's probably true. Cry and let people cry. <laughs> There is one of our, um, like second cousins, she just had, um, her first baby and it was like a really long labor, but, uh, I was talking with her sister about just like that, those, those days, the hours, days, weeks after your first kid. And we were both just sharing how, like, we both just cried all the time and we didn't know why. And like, when you look back at it, it's like, well, your life, you will, you just shoved a small child or had it ripped out of your stomach. Like. And then all of a sudden you're just expected to care for this new life. And it's like, good, see you later. And like, it's just, it's natural, but it's not natural. It's just a lot. And so it's probably your body's just natural way of being like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so I just, I, it, there's so many times that David look at me and be like, why are you crying? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so okay. now I probably, probably know that that was just my body's way. And he would just let me cry. Cause he knew he didn't like try and do mm-hmm. anything. I think he just realized like, of course, got to do this, but talk about a transition. Yeah. Postpartum transition. <laughs> so that's our summary point. Like let people cry, let yourself cry. It, it is fine to cry. I like that you, point. Yeah. It's okay to mourn. I feel like every transition probably has a, some transition, like losing a parent or watching them age. That's not like always like a joyful transition. No. Yeah. But like a transition of like, Michaela graduating eighth grade and going to high school, but like there's mourning, but there's also like excitement. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to like cry, but then it's also okay to be excited. I know, but it doesn't have to happen simultaneously. All at the same time. I don't know. Whenever they play go my children with my blessing, I just can't like, why do we have to play that at the <laughs> end of every ceremony? So that helps me cry. So I should just have that on repeat whenever I need to cry. <laughs> Let's play go my children. <laughs> But maybe yeah. you should put, maybe you should put that at the end of this to close We're it out. Like, oh, my children! I don't think I have the copyright, but, but maybe we'll not all the sing for cry. you. <laughs> oh gracious! Funny. All right. Um, well, thanks for joining us on transitions. And good luck in your life transitions. Make some cry time about to them. cry this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cry about it. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>